five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Good afternoon. We are the People Movers, and we are back again, closing in on the end of Season 1. We got Chevy delivering things we've been asking for, like EV crate motors that you can put in your own vehicles. Rivian really getting the R1T out there into people's hands and showing what it's made of. Hennessy giving us their version of the Bronco with the V8, and the Tuatera going back again. But first, the most important question of the day. Jason, how are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. So nice to be here with you. Always very, very good. Um, let's see here, Chevy, you know, once again, every now and again, they just do that thing or they give us something we want, but not always perfect. Just kind of there. And you got to pick it apart and get through the parts you like, but they're giving us an EV crate motor. If I told you that, Jason, would you be excited? There's been rumors about this for a while. So absolutely. Right. When I say EV crate motor and you hear Chevy crate motor in general, what do you conjure up in your mind? Uh, you see, you're already, you know exactly where my brain goes. It goes to the legendary GM performance parts catalog. Yes. And two simple letters, LS, you know, just like where you go for hot rod stuff. Right. So we're thinking crate motor, LS equivalent type stuff you know, that you could throw in and convert. And we've been talking about this a lot. It's very appealing because that's the things, you know, that's the way things are going to be going forward. So the easier they make this, the quicker it happens, the more reliable with warranties from big manufacturers. We're into that. Yeah, we really like the idea of a offering like that from a factory effort yeah. like General Motors. That's that's a really cool option there. Yeah, not that we don't love the amazing companies like EV West and all that. We're just realist for most people and all that. If you can have the backing of a dealership or a dealer installed or anything like that, that's always going to exactly. be comfortable and all. No offense, EV West. We love you when we're probably going to spend money with you. But either way, um, they brought out this beautiful K5 Blazer, Jason, a 77 Blazer. We were just talking about these recently. I found one on the used market we like. Um, is lovely in every way. It's beautiful, right? It's a it's a stunner. It's such yeah. a good look. It's just a throwback to when we were children, basically. <laughs> if you're sitting there at your computer, you should pull up the drive.com and look at their article um, from Steph Schrader about it. It's beautiful. It, you just look at it. It's classic color. The interior up front is just great. Under the hood looks neat, too. I'm not going to lie. It's not just like this yeah. plain EV thing. It's got these nice orange cables. It's very neat. It's I just thought something it was going to be like a plastic yeah. vest under the hood. And it's actually really cool and kind of future-y looking. Oh, yeah. It actually weirdly kind of ticks that box and interesting yeah. yeah and then there's one last picture and if you just forget it you're actually going to leave with good feelings but then the, the last picture is the gm engineered battery pack solution which one of the best things about an suv or a truck is what jason space and usability space, right? yeah right. usability exactly you just nailed the top two space and usability how right. would you say yeah you know, i mean they engineered the whole under the hood looking pretty neat um what would you say about the battery pack the battery pack, I'm going to give a negative one out of seven because it is horrible. It's, they, they, if you haven't seen the picture, they literally removed the back seat and stuffed the biggest battery you've ever seen so in the entire rear compartment of a K5. So it's a two-seater effectively now. In the shape of it, it looks like you pulled like a bed liner out of a truck like a form of a bed liner, <laughs> if you will. Like one of the old plastic Right, liners. and then it looks like you bolted it into the back and when i say bolted it i mean like bolts you could go to home depot right now and get those kind of bolts all around it but then it looks like you dare i say jason that you went to the person and said now that this form is in place that the batteries could you make it look like a i don't know a, a back to the future kind of deals maybe some gold tubes and some big plug-ins and things like that like there's nothing refined about it 
<laughs> yeah, it, it literally is exactly that, Brian. It's not refined. It's the exact 60 kilowatt battery from the production Chevy Bolt. <laughs> Just, yeah, whichever the bolt guess, or so or the button. more famous Jason Cadillac, Cadillac XL or ELR. No, ELR, yeah, ELR, exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, the thinking man's bolt. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Winners and losers next season. But either way, yeah, that's another thing too. Well, you said LS, you know, in our minds, crate motor, we conjured those kind of things because you know, Chevy crate motor. What's the power specs on this? You said it's from the bolt, right? Yeah, it's from the Bolt, not the ELR. The ELR is the twin with the Volt. Oh, that's with the Volt. You're right. Sorry. confused all the time. I just always want to talk about the ELR. That's just my problem. Yeah, I know. Well, we're going to have to do a special segment one day on cars we love. Before we get off of that, I'm going to let anybody listening know, we're going to always bring up the ELR because never has there been enough light shown on how terrible that vehicle was. But we'll get back to that. Either way. It's for got, another time. Yeah, right? it's got the bolt drivetrain. So good for 200 horsepower, 266 pound feet torque. Yeah, 200 horsepower, 266 torque. So it's obviously not going to set your hair on fire. I mean, when you compare it to the stock, now uh, General Motors is boasting that the right. factory 400 cubic inch V8 that came in that was about 170 horsepower. Yeah, that's what I say. So, equivalent to the drivetrains that came into them, I'm sure the torque numbers are way up. They got to be lighter, I would imagine. Well, I don't know what the batteries and all might be well, a push. A giant yeah, I don't but, know, but. I think it'd be better neat. power. And and basically what Chevrolet is saying is that they use 90% to do that conversion is all off-the-shelf parts that you can go in any dealer and buy. Well, I mean, it looks like it in the back, but from everything else, I mean, I like that, though, because then, I mean, people are... Sorry, Chevy, but there's a lot of bakers and people out there that can make that a lot cleaner, cooler, as long as they're provided with easy access to the parts. That's cool. Yeah, well, I was thinking, too. I think they did it to showcase just the parts themselves. Oh, yeah, without yeah, question. I mean, it's clearly a tech it was thing. A build. You know, I think they could have engineered that nicer, but I, I think it's I, really that, cool, Brian. I mean, no, honestly. I agree. And when you are, you got a point. If it was a SEMA build and you want people to see it, maybe that is why they just kind of did it there. They, they could, it they, <laughs> yeah, I think they went a little too on the DIY towards a guy like me side, you know? Exactly. <laughs> it's, that's not an insult. It does look I, like some, some guy like you or me. Yeah, no. Watch. I'm yeah, just some schmo that I'm like, well, I could bolt that down. But I mean, Chevy, that's really cool. And I'll, I'm, this is going to sound so stupid, but I noticed this now. We always talk about the whole if you want it to be smart, you know, in the early 2000s, you put an I in front of it. If you want it to be electric, you put an E or something in there chevy you crushed it did you see the tailgate i did see the love laser it i'm a sucker tailgate. wow i'm a i'm a sucker for that weirdly enough they just put the e and v and chevrolet in red and it's like tasteful not tacky subtle it is wow. actually it works surprisingly well when yeah I read that it had special badging i went uh, oh gosh how, oh gosh how dare <laughs> i've gotten to the age where i just man i love a good badge but i miss i don't know i miss special badging because when we were growing up special cars had special badges but that's just because i'm old but either way yeah well, this is this is a cool build so we're excited to see i mean obviously a bolt powertrain is not exactly what people no. like you and i had our heart set on i mean i'm thinking more than right. eight hundred thousand horsepower you know million ev well, torques and even if they just gave us something that was over four you know that'd be really exciting yeah, kind of yeah. hot ls kind of power yeah. would be fine so, so that's a good start. And if more companies yeah. follow suit with that, and then you can, you know, have them warrantied or dealer installed, all kinds of stuff. That just opens well, Pandora's box of converting old cool stuff. Exactly. That's what I like. I even read on this one that even the regen braking works on this. Yeah, see, that's cool. And so, that's the that's thing with so EV West kits as well. The regen braking is, you know, yeah. incorporated. And now I know there's a huge sack of people that are like, you know, that like burn it with fire if you're doing that to old classic stuff, which totally in your wheelhouse. I totally understand that. But, you know, 
if you wanted to meet emissions going forward or have more usability or whatever your reason. I, I just think it's kind of neat to have options is all, especially when like, they'll be yeah, like 800 I, horsepower one day. Yeah, and I think that's the probably the coolest resto mod you can do now. Oh, it's yeah. It's an EV conversion. I mean, that's well, so much cooler than an LS in a... We, we could talk the about this the rest of the show, Jason, yeah. because, I mean, I we've talked about this whole like thing in depth, but the one that I keep coming back to, and especially after seeing that thing, because it would fit in the boot, weirdly enough, no matter how crude... I keep coming back to old Cadillacs, like big Cadillacs, like even totally unloved ones, like the 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 Brohams or whatever they were. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they were like, so grossly underpowered was their biggest yeah, problem. Yeah, but the yeah. look of them, like my neighbor, not down, not too far down the street, out of nowhere manifested a Broham. So it's like not the loved like El Dorado or a Fleetwood or anything Fleetwood. like that. Fleetwood, it's kind yeah. of the middle, right? Yeah, it's kind of that middle of the road, right at the end of the run of people giving a crap. But it still has that big, long, boxy proportion, the hood that's an acre long, the trunk that's an acre long, you know, like, and every time I see it, it's a driver, but I look at it, I'm like, mm, if that thing had a suspicious amount of power, it didn't cost a million dollars to run or maintain or, you know, like, I don't know why, I mean, but. And think about it from an EV standpoint, too. I mean, if you could have decent power, but I mean, think about that car bagged out or something oh, yeah. like that. It yeah. would be so sick to have it all. And you don't got to worry about it, how it runs or, like you know, and to it would have, like we said, you could actually have the torque to move it the way it should have <laughs> in the beginning. And that's also a weight conversation. They all had massive V8s that were underpowered. You know, it might be a push, but we would help. I think those cars, because it would be a cheap start, that's one I'm interested in. Maybe we buy a GM Cray motor and throw it in an old Cadillac. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would hold out for something more like EV West power though. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Caddy, I wouldn't go bolt powertrain. Well, we, no, we agree. That's that's where we'll become interested. The same exact thing, north of four hundred and fifty horsepower and five hundred plus pound feet of torque and stuff like that. But EV West five fifty eight eighty. Those are numbers that I would love to see in anything. A school bus. Yeah, I don't care. Because like, that's what I say. That that's just a good number for anything you put it in. Yeah, I mean, well, five hundred horsepower growing up was like a magic number number for most car and now i mean i know that's like commonplace today but yeah but in the real world as we talk about as far as just like flat out entertainment that's a great number for still go to jail speed anytime you want it or just silliness anytime you want it in anything too you know like we say it could weigh as much as a boat and be that long as long as it can handle it and not snap you know good to go um but either way Speaking of good to go, something we've been waiting on, just like everybody else, much, much hype, Jason. Get into it. Rivian R1T handled out in the desert, getting a grueling eight-day off-road test. Talk about it. How did it go? Yeah, it was actually really cool. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet, there is an article on CNET right now um, that's talking about the um, – R1T's first drive. And yeah. so it is cool. I mean, they basically talk about it's a pre-production Rivian and they say it's about 75% of yeah. the production truck. So that was interesting to me because I was really curious as to how close this was to the real deal. Well, and on that um, note, which one is it? Which like power plant was it packing? Was it like so, the big dog, crazy 750 no, horse? One? It's oh, supposed okay. to be the 135 kilowatt hour battery. So roughly 300 miles, but they did say that it's um, the way it's the battery's tune is set right now on this particular vehicle, it only does about 220 of total range. Yeah, seeing that they also said that they were told that they're going to offer an even lower base one that's going to have 240 miles. So maybe that's a tune thing, different battery. But yeah, it also, too, you got to factor in. That's always our like one of our most interesting thing. Will the range be what they actually said? It? Mm -hmm. But this was super grueling conditions, super hot. What did it get? Was it getting three or twos or... 
Yeah, well, they said 220 with the battery tune on there. And surprisingly, she, the lady who uh, conducted the test actually did it um, with an average of 167 miles per charge. Oh, that's uh, pretty Which impressive. is pretty good, Yeah, that's pretty impressive for, for what they're dealing with. Yeah. So one thing that kind of surprised me about this was the size of the vehicle. I thought this was a yeah. bigger truck than it is. No, it's a little, yeah, seeing it comparatively, it is. I at first thought it was like F-150 size. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like Silverado. It's kind of more taco. Yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying it's more like... Which makes me... Does that make me like it more or hate it more? I should like that more, but also, too, if you're spending that kind of money. That's kind of where I think it gets dicey for some people. You know, I think with a lot of buyers, they think big price equals big truck, and that's a lot of money for kind of a moderately sized truck. But that is kind of my favorite size-wise of pickup is the smaller size of pickup. It's my favorite to live with every day, and it's still capable enough to do all the fun things you want to do. It is rather portly, though. I didn't know that. I mean, that makes sense with the batteries and stuff, Mm -hmm. but that's another thing you factor into that range. It already weighs almost three tons. It's 5,886 pounds. Plus, they were yeah. saying they had five liters of water, a toolbox, all the off-roady bits you would need to do what it was doing. So that's pretty impressive as far as, like, the average range goes. That's, man, that's chubby. I mean, that's like yeah, a, you that's know. A, that's a dense vehicle for the size. That's a ton. <laughs> I mean, I'll put it to you like this, Brad. My uh, Gladiator Rubicon, pretty much empty, weighs about 4,200 pounds. I mean, to be politically correct nowadays, that'd be rude, you know, to anybody. Would you say it's a slightly overweight, slightly overweight measurement of wood that can't fit through the restroom entrance? (laughs) 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 Because because it's like 1,400 pounds. I mean, it's 1,500 pounds more than the Tacoma and like almost a full, what, 2,000 pounds more than the Gladiator? I mean... Yeah, wow, dude, I mean, that's, dude, that's, that's pretty. Yeah, fifteen hundred <laughs> pounds more than my truck. So. <laughs> that's large. That's large. That's large and in yeah. charge. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That actually, in, in my opinion, that bodes well because the range, the conditions, and all that. I mean, I think Rivian's totally gonna deliver. There's no question. I think they're gonna deliver. But that's a lot of well, money. I don't mind going on record saying I am so excited to see this thing. Super come to pumped to see one on the road. I mean, like really, really, really excited to see one rolling and actually, you know, see the proportions, hands on. I mean. I'm not going to lie. I am struggling, though, because I don't know if that makes me like it more. I know from a visual standpoint, style, livability standpoint, that 100% makes me like it more because that's what I would own all day long. That's aimed squarely at me and you. But, man, that's a lot of money. But also, too, if you had the 750 horsepower one at one you could afford in a truck that size, forget about it. I mean, that's... yeah. Wow. Well, and I was wondering, honestly, I mean, I, you and I, we so live good. in the real world. We don't do hardcore off-roading in our trucks or anything no. like that. You know, we, we use them when the, when the going gets yes. tough. We transport motorcycles, which my truck is currently in route with a Honda monkey in the bed from North Carolina. That's right. Very nice. Not yeah, even in it. And that's what it's doing. Third motorcycle it's taken somewhere. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. New York, Ohio, North Carolina, and bikes all over the place. But either way, yeah, we use yeah. them for what they were meant to truck stuff, but not, we're not hardcore off-roady you're going to clear that stuff. You can climb that stuff. You know, I just, I don't got time for that. I'm a 34 year old man with a full-time job. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not trying to tear up my truck too bad, but <laughs> yeah, this just, one uh, seems to be pretty awesome off road though. I mean, basically um, they were saying that the trails that they were taking it down were the type of trails that were frequented by Jeeps or yeah. heavily modded land cruisers and stuff like that. And basically they were saying that while the Jeep guys were, you know, putting on, you know, doing the lockers and putting it in four low and all that, this thing, you just, 
drive up the hill. I mean, we've talked about it from day one. <laughs> instant torque, just absolute instant torque. It can't be undersold, you know, from a you know speed perspective on the road or an off-road perspective. Just that instant torque is hard to argue with. Love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, and too, the whole uh, trappings underneath we were talking about too. They say it's like smooth. You know, it's like a, a, a hot wheel basically. So it's not got really much stuff to hang up on or break or smash up. It's just basically a smooth underbelly. Not that you want to like take a big body slam on it, but I would much rather play the odds on that than, you know, all the other bits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the myriad of things underneath your truck to hang up on. I can't get over how much I love the front end. I mean, from the first time I saw it, but I'm looking at this picture right now and it is beautiful. It's like tearing around this left-hander. It's got the dirt behind it going. And I mean, that front end is just killer that's like perfect modern futuristic it's clearly different it's very unique that's great i hope they like roll with that i hope that's like their thing going kind forward of their brand of. look yeah, yeah. Like, i mean that's really cool i love that truck can't wait to see it speaking of trucks we love that we can't wait to see the bronco you know ford you know oh, yes. ford teases all these little things engine wise but as always hennessy just can't wait <laughs> they step up to the plate jason and they say we'll give you what you want but i don't know if it's what i want it's so weird yeah. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> the it's, same thing is it what we want <laughs> i don't know if you really want the v8 now everybody's talking they want the v8 everyone wants the coyote v8 too which because why not they make a billion of them then the gt it's a perfect amount of power yada yada it'd be perfect um hennessy's already there they're like here we go we're gonna build 24 of these half and we're sold out in the first day i'm sure they're all sold out now i haven't looked um they claim it goes zero to 60 and 4.5 five seconds deliver 750 horsepower out of five the five liter all that stuff that's not the number that matters though at all jason how much do you think it costs i know you already know but tell me if you like you know willingly how much would you pay would i pay for that mm -hmm. um to be honest i'd never buy it it's too much power but i would say 150 grand you wouldn't not buy it because it's too much power like you would not buy it because it's 250 grand <laughs> if it was like you know it's I mean, dude, that's that's great. Two twenty five is what they're saying for it. In our, in our math too, if you priced out a coyote, all that, I mean, you could probably buy two Broncos, two Coyotes, cut them both up, mess up one, and have one perfect, and still save about twenty five grand. <laughs> like, I mean, you would not well, get Hennessy Engineering, but you know, I I will say you're not lying as far as that goes because, like, I know they only put out one or two, I think it's just the one press image or whatever, and the, to my yeah. eye. That honestly looks like a relatively stock Bronco with a paint job and a grill that says Hennessy. I mean, I mean, yeah, for two hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, I want more than rims and a stripe job and a V eight swap. Well, my big thing too is just you could, I mean, for what you can get out of those Coyote motors nowadays and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just don't see that. I just can't see that equating. It's like the hundred thousand dollar bike conversation. Like, okay, it's well, not me, the sum of all the parts. Let me just blow your mind one time on that, and I'll just say this on it: you could have. Mercedes G63 AMG and a Ooh. stock Bronco to roll around in. Yeah, see, and, uh, on that, we're going to leave this conversation for dead because there's nothing else to say. We got our final minute. And speaking of the final minutes, we got SSC and the two Atera and all this controversy. People are just Gosh. tracking telemetry and throwing stones and saying all this. It's and from the, the go on. Oh, as I say, it's the fashionable thing to do right now yes. is to pile on that record attempt. Yeah, it's pretty funny because um, you know it's going to stand for 30 seconds anyways once Koenigsegg or whoever else wants to go to bat right now. They're just waiting for someone to throw their hat in. But from the moment this started, I said one thing and one thing only. It looked like it did it with relative ease, all that. I know that's not a simple task to accomplish, clearly. 
But if you're SSC, the first thing you do is laugh and go, all right, let's try to back out and do it again on a less windy yep. day and up the average and just smash it and crush everyone's hopes yep. and doubts and all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> and they've confirmed it though, Jason. They're not playing around. They're going to go yes. back. But man, people are funny. <laughs> people Gosh. are really funny. Like defending brands over speeds and stuff that they don't work for. Well, I think go SSC, go yeah. out and throw down 340 and really drop yes. a mic on these guys. Do it, it safely. Go SSC. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> My brother totally summed it up and that's the end of our show. Go SSC. Go smash it one more time. We appreciate you joining us. Please go look at us on uh, Instagram. We are the people movers. Like us, follow us, share, spread that word, spread that gospel. Pay attention to the things that move you. Be good to one another and we will see you soon.